Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah, it's like we transition into this, and there's no real way to do yeah. it. No, but there's not. Who, who, who are the three players? So, Adari Halsey is a safety who was at New Mexico, one of the better defensive backs in the portal, um, okay. who um, is... 220-pound safety, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know if he's that big. But he's he's good size. He he's shorter and he he's kind of tank shaped. So um, okay. He um, but he had you know New Mexico is one of those teams that are pretty under the radar for most people. But he was good for him, and um, he he was solid. And then he's probably the least known of the three guys. The other ones are um, John Saunders is a corner who was at Miami Ohio, um, heck of a player, and he will he'll be a contributor right away. He was under recruited guy coming out of high school ended up at the Mac um, is a really tall and lanky guy probably 6'5 um, you know maybe buck 95 200 pounds but rangy guy um, played on the outside for them a lot and I, I think um, will be another guy who he match ups well especially near the goal line with those taller receivers so John Saunders again was his name and then the best guy so far who it looks like you guys are going to lock up is Andre Carter, a uh, edge guy who was at Western Michigan, Detroit kid originally, um, and was a fairly highly rated four-star coming out of high school, went to Western, and it looks like it's between you guys and Iowa State who's going to get him now, but um, definitely looks like um, you know, Ole Miss is in the lead so far. So, three guys on the defensive side of the ball can't complain about that. Um, the position where I was thought there might be some more movement so far is O line, but not a lot of O linemen have a when in the portal compared to the other positions, and not many have committed yet. So it's still both the tackle and interior where a lot of guys are feeling things out and seeing what's going to happen. So I think that's um, a position to look for um, for you guys' O-line. And then um, at tight end is another one. I The one I had heard potentially was that Trey Ore from Arkansas State who had a heck of a year. I, nobody knows much about where he's going, but I did hear Ole Miss thrown in the mix, which makes sense. Yeah, they're right so, down the road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now, now Andre Carter, um, will he have any effect on, um, was it Braden Fisk? I, I wouldn't think so, but with those moving pieces, you never know how some guys are going to react. Um, and with Carter, I believe he, I'm trying to, I think he will have two years left in the portal because the, you know, the COVID year, you got the free one. So I think he technically will have two if he wants, but, um, it may be just the one, but I, with Fisk, I, I wouldn't think they would, um, you know, that, that would hurt Fisk too much in his, you know, decision. Yeah. So, could be interesting with yeah. um, all of that. But it definitely, um, definitely has been a 
defensive heavy, you know, in the portal so far for what it looks like are going to be Ole Miss guys. Okay, Derek, do you have any questions so far about the portal? Uh, well, yeah, you know, we're supposed to have a, uh, a big receiver on campus today. I was wondering if Mike had heard anything about that with Chris Marshall, the uh, five-star freshman from Texas A&M is supposed to be on there on, on campus this weekend if uh, or, or, or today. If you've heard anything about him so far. So I have heard that he's leaning TCU and they're the favorites, but JoJo Earl, who was at Texas or at at Alabama, um, it sounds like is probably going to commit to TCU soon. So I think if Earl commits there, then that helps you guys out a lot with Marshall. And it sounds like Marshall's down to TCU, you guys, and potentially LSU. So um, I would, for your sake, I would hope Earl commits soon, and then that may get Marshall off of TCU into you guys. I think Marshall and the kid from New Mexico went to the same high school. They did, yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Missouri City, so. Texas. So um, the other one who it sounds like. Has anyone heard um, anything on the, uh, the, the tight end uh, from Maryland, CJ? Uh, CJ DeVry? Um, he got, I know he has a Bama offer. He officially got a Bama offer on his visit, and he, after that, visited Ole Miss, but I have not heard anything since um, then. So I I will say, um, I don't know if you guys, all of you know, but I'm a South Carolina guy, and it sounds like the Gamecocks are in on him pretty hard, too, and that he um, he's going to visit here as well. So okay. after losing Bell, um, we'll see what happens there, but I know um, I know he's, he's going to visit USC. The other guy, receiver-wise, um, not as highly rated as Marshall, but um, Harris, Trey Harris, who was at Louisiana Tech. Um, yeah. It sounds like there's a good shot you guys get him too, and he's a big body from um, out of South Louisiana. And I, I would look for Joshua Cobbs also. Yeah. Um, it, Ole Miss has a type for outside wide receivers. They're all going to be 6'2", 6'3", 6'4". They're going to be north of 200 pounds for the most part. And they're going to be able to block their ass off. And that's that's Harris, yeah, too. So, so also by the way, I know you're the portals are, but with South Carolina hiring the tight ends coach from Arkansas to be the offensive coordinator, and Greg Knox going into the transfer portal immediately. Yeah. Um, oh, I, it, I would it, say. it sounds like he's pretty much locked up to come here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that um, I did hear that. So, which obviously. You know, we after losing Bell to Florida State and Stogner going back to Oklahoma, it is a position of need. So, the the other guy I'm going to be curious about is uh, Dominic Lovett, one of the top receivers in the portal. You know, was that was that Mizzou? I could see Ole Miss being in the mix for him. There's not many teams have been mentioned for him. He's keeping it um, pretty close to the vest so far. It wouldn't shock me if uh, Ole Miss pops up on his radar. Yeah, yeah, and it looks like Ole Miss at the slot receiver position. It looks like Jalen Robinson might be coming back, and everybody's like, "Duh!" But yeah, uh, I mean that was a genuine thing people were concerned about three weeks ago. And then with Jordan Watkins being back, I mean, whoever comes in at slot better be prepared to work, um, because those guys are going to have a nice head up. Yeah, on the competition. Hey, Stephen, can I ask just because? Go ahead. All right, I gotta ask because I just gotta know. What are you hearing on Rara? 
I, I'm hearing that Ole Miss is in a very good position, but I'm also hearing that Georgia has a ton of money, and if they decide they really want it, they're going to be able to pay more than we can. And isn't that the reason he's leaving state is because of money? Yeah, likely, um, because you know most of these people that go to state and get in on a basically a developmental contract with a low NIL, they just, they went into the portal to try and get a raise because state wouldn't meet the demand that he had. Um, now, yeah. if, the, if the number out there that I have heard is true, which I don't think it is, but I heard half a million dollars. Oh wow! But if that number is if that number is true, I I don't know of many people that is going to pay that. But I, I'm assuming he's going to get a raise over what he was getting. Yeah, my my state buddy said that they had to let Ra Ra go because they made the decision to give the pay raise to Tulu. Okay. Um, which which you know, if it was me, I would have gave it to Ra Ra. I don't Tulu Tulu's you know drops way too many uh, critical passes, so I don't know about that. But hey, I you know. I, it wasn't my decision. Yeah, and Ra Ra does fit that, you know, north of six two, north of two hundred pound mold that Ole Miss is looking for at outside receivers. Back on the offensive line uh, in the portal, didn't Alabama? Don't they have a couple offensive linemen that were like four or five stars going into the portal? Yeah, Bro- Tommy two. Brock. Tommy Brockermeyer was one of the top recruits a couple years ago. Um, and and George as well, right? Yeah. And it, it looks like Brockermeyer is probably going to go to Texas. Um, he hasn't yeah, committed yet, but er, exactly, yeah. Dad played mm-hmm. there, um, and um, you know, is, is from that area. It sounds like he is going to be back there. Um, and then Amari Knight was a redshirt uh, junior, so a sophomore junior at them. He'd been there a few years, and he he's in the portal as well. Not I, honestly, I don't know much about him at this point. I think Damian George was an op- uh, was in the transfer portal as well from Alabama, right? Yes, yes, yeah. he is. He is one of the largest humans you will ever see in person. I've been close to him. <laughs> yeah, and um, and then can we expect Denver Harris to possibly visit, considering the connection to Evans? That's an interesting oh, one. Yeah. Um, or is there a lot trying to stay away because because he seems like he has some little off off-the-field issues. Um, Who did you say? Was it? Denver De- Harris. Denver Harris. Um, a, a that's the cornerback from TAMU, right? Yeah. yeah. A, a lot of people are saying Bama for him. So that's um, – yeah, it kind of sounds like if, uh, if Nick is willing to take him on, that's probably where he'll be. But I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that question yet. I'd also look out for Prime on him. Yeah, that's certainly a good call. Yeah. I, think that, I think Prime was on the, uh, the the watch list for Demon Demas as well, right? Yes, yes, he was. the The other one, I I don't know where he. You know, we had talked about Arkansas State before with Treore. One of their better defensive backs, Ken Harris, is also in the portal. Um, I again haven't heard anything with him, but. If Treore is going to go to Ole Miss, you, you may get that Harris as well. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I think um, on either I think today's show or maybe yesterday's show, I talked about Kenneth Harris. Okay, it was recent. Yeah, 
He's like a six foot three, six foot two corner or something like that. I think he's a big guy. Yeah, yes, both um, him and then the other corner I talked about, um, Saunders, both yeah. both tall guys. Yeah. Hey, this this one's, uh, this question here is for, is for Mike and Steve, real quick. If you can only have three people that are currently, you know, on the watch list out of the portal, and you're only getting three. Who are you taking? Who? That's. Uh, I mean, a lot of that's down to do you need a quarterback or not? Because personally, I I probably think Grayson McCall is the best QB, but. Leary and Armstrong are both solid players too. I mean, um, factoring in, keep, keep in mind, like yeah. as you as you're filling our needs, right? Yeah, I, let's see. Let me do. That. I would CJ Dupree because I think even if Michael Trigg is back in good graces, they would provide different looks at tight end. He'd be a very much a plus. Yeah, um, Casey Kelly. I, um, I I I would say Dalton Cooper. He's a Oh, tackle at Texas State, who's out. a stud. He would be a good pickup for anybody. Yeah, I like I like um, was it either Braden or Brent. I can't forget his first name. Um, Fisk from Western Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Oh um, because I think Ole Miss has a little bit of a physics problem okay? in their defense, and I had no idea increasing the size of their in position and their no safeties would be important. That's the reason I asked if that safety was two hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, because that would that would help fix that physics problem by doing that. You put him on one side, Centarian on the other, and all of a sudden you, you're essentially are running a 3-4 with a 3-2-6, same principles that we were doing, but it's a true 3-4 at that point. Yeah. Steven, I've got a question for you and, and, and Mike. Uh, I read today where we've got a, a defensive uh, lineman from North Carolina State visiting this weekend, and uh, he looks to be a pretty good player. Yeah, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know. I forget the name, um, but I know who you're talking about. He's a 350-pound nose guard. He's a space eater. And if you look at him and Xavion Harris, you can see what they're going to do in the middle. I think J.J. Pegues is going to move outside. And we're that is how we're going to work to address that physics issue. But yes, he's a really good player. He is a plus KD Hill. Yeah, and he was he was actually ranked pretty high coming out of high school too. I want to say he was a he was a low three hundred national recruit, uh, three three thirty three twenty something like that. And not to mention he's been productive and got pretty good film too. So he'd be a great pickup. Are we addressing the needs at center? I haven't heard anything about that. I haven't heard a dang thing at this point, Rick. There are rel- there's relatively few centers in the portal. No, none of value at this point. Um, Nugent from Stanford's probably the only one who you know would be SEC caliber, um, and I don't. Nobody really knows what he and he. He's not that big either, so he's probably only two seventy five or two eighty, which could hurt him. And now, not, not, that, not that this answers your question, but keep this in in your back pocket as well. Bryson Sanders is supposed to play center at the you know at Ole Miss. I think that's the uh, the position card for him. And I was reading in one of the interviews with him. 
Okay. I didn't now, know that. John, yeah. yeah, with John Garrison taking the job, the offensive line coach, the main difference that you have with offensive line coaches is where they view players to play. So he might walk in and say, okay, um, Jalen's pretty good at left tackle, but Michael Pettis, he should probably play left guard. And they start putting together the puzzle completely different, and everybody's going to be like, well, we already had that taken care of. Why are you doing that? But that that is the difference in O-line coaches and what they view and what they're trying to accomplish. We might have next year center already on the roster, and it's not Bryson Sanders. I mean, Caleb Williams might play right guard, and you know another center is in that position, but he was playing somewhere else this season. So, O-line coaches are, are a weird deal, but we definitely need to solve the center problem. Didn't you guys? Didn't you guys just bring in a new O line coach? Yeah, John Garrison from NC State. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which he's very apparently. I got two or three um, congratulations from Nebraska fans on the video I did announcing that. Okay. Because they love the guy. They actually wanted Nebraska to bring him under Matt Rule back, but Nebraska kept um, Rayola. That's right. What a hire by Nebraska, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. That's a great fit up there. Yeah, if, as long as they're patient, which I don't know if they will be. Yeah, that's, that's been the biggest problem with them in Texas in recent years is they just haven't been patient. Now, they might have been too patient with Frost, but before that. Yeah, that's yeah. just because he's favorite son. Rules of program. It, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Matt Rule's going to get three stars and just develop them over three years. By their third year, they're going to be just hell in the Big Ten. Yeah. But it's a matter of just getting there. Well, he's got an eight-year contract, so. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I asked uh, I asked earlier just to kind of get you guys' opinion, but my, my phone was having some technical difficulties. Did uh, C.J. Dupree ever show up? And if he did, what was the – what was the thought on on his visit? I think he might be there now. He went to Alabama first over the weekend and then went to Ole Miss, so it might have just ended. I haven't seen anything online of him talking about it one way or the other. Um, whoever is you know following that really closely, you know how to get to missed, Let me know. But I haven't seen anything at this point. All you we know is he's supposed to show up, and I think. Hey, uh, Dylan, According Dylan East, right? Did, but they You're the coach of Dylan East. You've lost your inner Have you ever heard swing your sword? But You're I supposed think to swing I, your sword I, honestly, like this. You're swinging yours like well, this. Point really good I mean, uh, you've got to find your inner pirate. A lot of times things Yeah, that's kind of what I was So hopefully it's still just going on. But you can't make the best out of it. Until you get back your inner pirate. You might be the luckiest man alive and not even know. But they could decide that the tight end position, they want the Michael Trim type guy and go after that star or you know, have pirate fees and yeah. they could decide, you know, that's the path they want to go with, go down. Have you guys watched any of the Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Well the question I think people need to ask is, um, how does Lane Kiffin want the offense to look next year? Because they do yeah. different things, and yeah. 
depending on what they want to do is probably depending on what the tight end is going to be building, you know? Right. So I heard you guys talking a little bit earlier, it just kind of ties into what you were, where you're just talking about there about the Jaheim Bell kid. And I watched some of the film last night. I say some of, for about an hour, I watched Devontae Connors film and they use him in the same similar, similar way. as mm-hmm. like a, an H back, you know, giving them, giving them some, some handoffs out of the backfield and, and all, you know, just any way to get him the ball. So I think, you know, he's going to need some time to get there, but I think he can be a player in time too. Yeah, Ole Miss really benefited from him moving from um, Alabama up into North Carolina his senior year, and he just kind of fell between the cracks. Because if you look at him, he, he's either a non-ranked or low-ranked three-star. And you watch the film, and that's not what's on there. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's, that's not what you see. No. So, so the evaluation process they did they did a pretty good job on him. Uh, well, if we're going to give them kudos for that evaluation, let's talk about their evaluation of Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I could have evaluated Perkins. But honestly, um, like I like I said, well, I've got a video tomorrow night where we talked about where he ranks from Mississippi high school players and recruiting all time. And it was like Tony Connor, Jeffrey Simmons, and Marcus Dupree. Those were the three names that were basically set above him. And actually, we just said he deserves to be spoken the same breath as them. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, this kid's just absolutely special. And he's the type of player that Alabama and Georgia have been making a living off of for 10 years. You can see he signs early and doesn't wait until January. I I, th- I think he will and since he's went ahead and shut it down. I I, th- I think he'll sign on the seventh on the twenty first. Um, I think he got a bump today on two four seven, pretty hefty bump. Yeah, he's like in the top thirty in the country, just right outside five star territory, which means if he has a good day at the Under Armour game, he'll he'll be a five star. Yeah, I don't uh, care what they give him. He's a damn ten star. Yeah, he, he's amazing. You, you don't yeah. have you don't have the state championship game he had, and it just be a guy. There's not a, not just a jag doing that, rushing for 300 yards and game with ceiling interception and never coming off the field. I mean that that's special stuff. That's like JJ Pegues with our Oxford down there in Southern um, in the state championship game like three years ago. I've got a question about the portal. Back to the portal. Should we okay. be concerned that nobody has signed yet? And when you hear about other schools, you know, getting commitments, Florida State, Auburn, Texas, et cetera, should we be concerned? No. 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 I, no. Last year, the first um, signing that Ole Miss had was early signing. Okay. And that and the, and, and the visits are just now starting, too, so keep that in mind. Yeah, if you yeah. know last year in the portal – uh, we we didn't go after the big splash guys. We went after good solid guys. I mean, yeah, we got we got uh you know a, a really good running back out of the portal. Who, by the way, is he still fifty fifty on staying? It seems like he would declare, buddy. I mean, I I don't know what's going on. I, He's not I, opting out. I thought for sure he was going to opt out and go to the draft. But like you said, I thought he would have done it by now if he was going to. So yeah, I did hear. Of, I also he's heard. Out. I heard he signed like a bigger like extension or deal with 
the Grove. You guys probably know more about what that is than me, some collective, but... Yeah, the Grove Collective. Yeah, it sounds like he's got a pretty good bump from them, so that's probably a good sign. Yeah, and, and honestly, it, it, now, Ole Miss, they have a decent-sized little war chest when it comes to Ohio. But if Ole Miss is going through and getting Zach Evans to stay, that Zach Evans is better than any running back that's in the portal. So yeah. stuff like that could be taking priority in this early stage while they're just patiently looking for players to fit certain needs. Like they've got four visits on campus, I think right now. And this weekend they've got four more. Yeah, and I'll go further on that too, Stephen. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I don't know if Mike would agree, but uh, DeAndre Prince, in my opinion, is better than any cornerback we're on in the portal as well. He's definitely up there either um, way. Yeah, I I would probably agree with that. Uh, he's um, there's a couple good corners in there, but he's he would be right up there. That is that's for sure. Yeah, the one thing everybody needs to remember when it comes to Lane Kiffin, and he, he has said this over and over again, and eventually people are going to believe him. He said he's not going to reach on a player. So if they haven't signed anybody and everything, is because they're they're not going to rush in. So yeah. he, he's going to be pretty methodical about what's going on. But I have a feeling once it happens, it's going to be a flurry. I don't know if this is going to be a flurry. They're pretty desperate right now, so they're reaching. <laughs> what's that? Yeah. I don't Auburn's know. pretty desperate. Be... They're reaching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Auburn just offered the uh, the McCall kid from East Carolina. Yeah, it sounds like he's going to sounds like he's going to visit there in a couple days. Um, which would be for them and him, it would be a good landing spot. I think so too. He's very, yeah. very interesting uh, prospect yeah. to me. Yeah, uh, Auburn also is probably going to get one of the best tight ends that's in the portal too. At Fairweather, that was at Florida International, solid player. Yeah, Rivaldo. Yep, exactly. <sighs> to me, the Coastal Carolina quarterback would be a good fit for you. Yeah, the interesting thing about Auburn is Philip Montgomery going there and being the offensive coordinator. Yeah. You would think he did not show up there just to hold a clipboard and no. look through binoculars yep. at formations. Yep. So that means another team in the SEC is going to be running the Baylor system. Yeah. So South, South Carolina is going to go to this Baylor system. Like once Oklahoma comes in, a third of the league is going to be running that offense. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> so, have y'all heard much on? I don't. Sorry if you already mentioned this, but uh, with Thornton Jr., like I know he has talked about Auburn, but I don't know if that's really materialized. He's one of those Thornton guys I, I've not heard much on him. No. Yeah, he's been kind of quiet. But the only thing I've really seen him say much on is is Auburn. So I didn't know if they were pushing there. Auburn is. Um, I would say you you might hear them a lot because Auburn and Colorado are kind of the two teams now that it seems like they're offering everybody who's decent. So you're going to hear them both just because they're throwing offers out left and right. Shotgun message. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's probably how you got to do it when you land at a new yeah. place. Probably. Late, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, so I don't know. I mean, I imagine most of the people in this this chat are probably members of some sort of message board. Uh, 
or, or not, but I did just see on one of the message boards where they they uh, they kind of thought that Ole Miss was the leader at this point for Chris Marshall, so that's pretty cool. That would be good. Yeah, yeah I, I think um, both of those kids from high school, I, I imagine – I don't want to say package deal, but that could very well be a package deal. Yeah, it kind of feels that way, don't it? Yeah. And and that kid, like like I said, he's listed as he's a heavier guy. He is basically made to be a box safety. He's like plus size Tysheen Johnson, probably closer to J- um, Jacob Springer size, Jake Springer size, and. From what I understand, he plays and is physical as um, what Darius Tennyson. Yeah, and, he, and Tennyson's a, a little firecracker in a, in a oh, small yeah. yeah, Yeah, he's yeah. the guy that whenever he plays, I just worry about what his life after football is going to be about age 35. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. His yeah. nickname may be CTE, huh? Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> hey, I know this has been brought up a pretty good bit too, but just to throw it out there. Um, what about what about the Daiwan black black kid? You know, I I got on here late. You guys might have discussed it already, but he t- somehow has three years of eligibility remaining, and yeah. he really fits that Jacob Springer role of just being a you know or the Kari Clark somewhere somewhere in the box, but that could cover as well. You know, yeah, he 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 was Suntering Perkins before Suntering Perkins. Yeah, that's true. He's a uh, great value version of Suntarine Perkins. Uh-huh. And if you could do him as a depth piece and bring him in, all of a sudden do both of them, you could have something. Now, my only question is, as athletic as he was, is the reason he wasn't playing in Florida because he was not quite a linebacker, not quite a safety, and he was kind of in between, or was there something else? That's the question I would have to ask. Right, and if it's the if it's the first thing that you mentioned, then he has the perfect defensive role at the old in the Ole Miss scheme. Right. That we've done. While it's hard to fit in almost every other defense, it's perfect for what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so that's the eval thing. Uh, let's see, Steve. I got a question for you. Have you done a numbers thing with the uh, grad with between graduation and those entering the portal? How many spots we might have? No, uh, I'm gonna be completely honest about this. Uh, I have no idea how many scholarships we have at the moment because with the COVID year, honestly, Miles Battle declared for the transfer portal. I thought he was out of eligibility, and I'm sitting here just like trying to think, count on my fingers, and do whatever I can. I, I don't have that number in front of me. I, I probably need to sit down and do it. And I probably will after Sunday. Yeah, I don't know if it's 30 or 40 or 25 or, you know, I don't know. So. Yeah, yeah, I think we're at 20 people in the transfer portal. Um, I think three people have declared for the um, NFL draft. So that's 23. And I don't know what the number was where we were before. Do we have two or three scholarships, you know? Well, the graduation there was at least – I don't know. I was there. Twelve to fifteen that walked. I can't remember. So okay. So, so we're we're looking. Let's just let's say thirty-five, just to be safe. Thirty-five. I figure twelve to fifteen 
um, high school kids, which leaves 20 people for the transfer portal, which they'll probably sign 10 to 12 this first period. And then after spring practice, they'll try and hit on like two or three best available in that window. Uh, and they'll leave, they'll probably each year just give out scholarships to needy people that need it, you know, Matt Jones types. Well, I hope they gave one to Wade. He sure deserved one. I, th- I think he's going to get it, get one, absolutely. <clears throat> but, you know, Peyton Wade, Jordan Watkins, if Jalen Robinson can stay healthy, he's a slot receiver. He's a honest-to-goodness phone booth receiver. He just, for whatever reason, didn't fit. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a big addition coming in, and it just didn't work out for him this year. Yeah, he hurt his hamstring early on and just couldn't get right. Okay. But even before he hurt his hamstring, does everybody remember the first punt return in the first game this year where he either fair caught or caught the ball on the goal line? He had had pretty much a shocker against Troy that first game. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Troy, that looks like our best win of the year. <laughs> either either Troy or Vanderbilt. Hopefully Texas Tech's gonna be the best win. <laughs> exactly. By the way, Texas Tech is just like I said last week, they're the type team with Joey McGuire that if you play sloppy, they will beat you. If the Ole Miss plays well, Ole Miss should win the game because Ole Miss has better players. But if you play sloppy, Texas Tech will beat you. I think Ole Miss is going to be motivated. They don't want a, you know, four-game losing streak. So, yeah, that's, that's a nice little segue. Tomorrow morning's video is is titled "Momentum Bowl" because we're talking about just that: how Ole Miss needs this game, perhaps more than any bowl game since the 2015 Sugar Bowl. I also think with no opt-outs, it's pretty dedicated there to wanting to do well in the bowl game because yeah. it seems like they care. And I, I hope they open it up a little bit and let Jackson, for lack of a better word, I hate this phrase, cook. Um, because, I mean, Jackson against State, 30 for 38 in a monsoon, didn't even really put the ball in jeopardy that – Well, it was only a monsoon in the second half. It was a, it was pretty dry the first half. Yeah. <sighs> but – that, that should be interesting. Um, let's see. Talking recruiting. Let's see. I'll give you guys a sneak peek. Uh, we wanted to just see how honest Texas was. John Garcia so is going to be on the show tomorrow to morning. Write up a that, script. Um, Ole Miss is probably the leader. The challenge for Leach in the decoy script was to come up with um, but complimentary plays to the actual one. Him. So if you're running. And Kendrick was on the decoy script to say something was going him. to the right. The next but Oklahoma State and um, Penn State drop. Make, trying to make a push on him. In my opinion, on high school recruits, if nobody is recruiting the your commits, that's a red so flag. Would be sure to find it. You want teams to be throwing Hail Marys to your guys. Run past their sideline, really and as guys. you're running up the tunnel, I want you to take the script and act like you're putting it now in you your belt loop. People, but let it you know fall so. out onto the ground. It was kind of the first real Did anybody hear anything on Marcel Reed? One of their GAs. Marcel Reed, I don't think it's going anywhere. Oh, what's this? Um, Piece of paper. I, I, he looks at it. He's kind of big. And he, 
sort of hides it and looks around to see if anybody saw it. Got it. Whenever Auburn people just released sure information enough, about absolutely everything as we saw, way straight to the Texas with no offer in that situation, get out means that we all thought there was wasn't much traction we thought that the And he's going to go to Texas A&M and come so over there. Uh, that, that so do you want one year behind Jackson Dart or do you want two years behind Connor Weaver? So I think we're in pretty good shape, Marcel. Paul Reese takes it up to the press box. He starts studying the script, trying to figure out what defense they're going to call to match up the script. Huge distraction. And on the second play of the game, the script says All right, go ahead, man. double reverse pass. We were trying to get them over there to the left. Oh, yeah. Uh, we get Savage. Everybody I don't know if you guys have already talked about this yet, right. but I am, I was completely shocked by Braylon Brown. Heading into the transfer portal. What do y'all think about that? Uh, honestly, I'm not shocked. Um, because him just not getting on the field this year. I mean, I understand that Jonathan Mingo would do but even whenever one of them went down, Dayton Wade went in. So Braylon Brown got jumped by a walk-on. He's a four-star receiver, though. So, like, is that yeah. is that a development thing, or is that a you know is that just a he wasn't rated? Well, well. I think I think you also got to remember last year he was coming off that injury, right? He had that big right. uh, that big spring force, and you know it looked like he was going to contribute, and then he had that injury that ended up putting him out for the year. And, and kind of like Stephen said, you know, even. This year, we were searching high and low for a receiver to get on the field with the injuries that we had. And uh, Dayton Wade comes in and kind of fills that spot for us ahead of him. So that was that was just kind of the writing on the wall for him. You know, he's obviously an incredibly talented guy, but maybe that injury got the best of him last year and he wasn't able to recover forward. I, I don't know. I'm not there. I can't see practices and all that. But that was – that was telling enough because we were searching high and low for anybody to play receiver for us, and he he never touched the field. That's so yeah. unfortunate. That's so unfortunate because he was – I feel like there was talent there for sure. I would look for him to end up someplace like FAU um, with Tom Herman um, because he's from somewhere like Shamadad Madonna, somewhere in South Florida. Yeah, he – and he'd do really well down there, too. You know, that's, uh, uh, again, it's a whole whole different animal playing it in the SEC, right, especially coming off of an injury. And just kind of writing on the wall this year is, as much as we were hunting for him, he still never got on the field. Hate it for him, but, you yeah. know, kind of with Stephen, what surprised to see it. And Braylon was my pick to collect this year before the season started, actually. Wasted a whole video talking about why I think Braylon Brown's going to um, step out this year. He's like, well, that just didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty good, man. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, well, anybody have any other questions real quick before we get out of here? All right, I do want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Obviously, if you missed anything, the replay is going to go up on the YouTube page on, I'm assuming, Thursday night, something like that. So we'll put the replay up there. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you.
to Kara, Derek, Mike, and Tom. And next week, next Tuesday night at 7 o'clock Central, we're going to do it all again. And that'll be the night before signing day. So I imagine that place will be packed. So um, I'll see you then. Thank you guys very much. And we'll talk to you later. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. Thanks, guys.